Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. They were called the Goofers. Five Italian musicians coming out of Louis Prima's band in the early 1950s. The Goofers were featured on the Ed Sullivan Show and on numerous occasions had a regular act out in Vegas. The Goofers developed at that time a one-of-a-kind novelty act, playing their instruments while on pogo sticks, standing on their instruments, or hanging upside down from a trapeze. They were particularly good musicians and they had a goofy act. Now, why did they act goofy? Because they were entertainers. Oh, uh, speaking of the goofers, their leader was a trumpet player by the name of Frank Nichols, who ended up in the 70s landing in Lexington, Kentucky for a nightly act at the iconic Campbell House Inn. His dance band that featured uh, back then was called the Frank Nichols and the Coins. I know a lot about this because in the late 70s, my brother Marty the drummer and his good friend keyboardist and singer Mark Davis back then joined the Frank Nichols group. Uh, Marty talks about the regular gig and the cool outfits they wore, uh, the leisure suits and such. And, and that's okay. You know, when we're talking about goofing around with music or even myself goofing around with my two grandchildren, all that's well and good, but not when it comes to goofing around with your retirement. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement, folks. And I am that little man in the sweater vest, retirement planning specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And with me in the studio this morning, up in Louisville, Kentucky, on this uh, beautiful June 16th, 2020, is, and he's not goofing around either this morning, folks. He has a serious look on his face. America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Oyander. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, sir. Uh, I took my goofy face <clears throat> off when I walked in oh, the door. Oh, it came off it's immediately. Time to, time to get to work. Yeah. Now, you you and I are kind of alike, though. We can goof around and have some fun, can't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Well, that's what life's all about. But today's topic, we'll have some fun intertwining some goofiness along the way and finding out how goofy the financial world is getting, getting into this financial world and retirement sp planning specifically. But uh, we do want to be serious and talk about the idea of who you need to talk to about retirement. And more importantly, today we're going to talk about one of the most important questions you can ask before ever taking on somebody's advice. Um, 
You know, Aaron, speaking of goofiness, I guess, I, you know, I think about when the goofers were on TV. That was back in the 50s. Um, I wasn't even born then, obviously. I know you weren't, but think about that era back then, Aaron. You had the radio was all people had. And you got into the 50s. I know, I know you used to work at a large television station. Did you ever go back in their archives and watch old video? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of interesting, the entertainment back then, wouldn't it? How would you describe the entertainment in the 50s? Why do you think the goofers were so popular back then? Well, I would have, it just, it was a way for people to release and laugh and just cut up and it wasn't serious and, yeah. you know. Not, not much else to do when you think about right. it. I mean, the TV was a novelty and whether it was a bear on a unicycle or the goofers or leave it to beaver, I mean, I just think TV was probably looking back on it was pretty astonishing tool to sit there and stare at a box and watch video. It's, we take it for granted now. You, you know, I got my iPhone sitting here. You can watch anything you want in the world. But, you know, back then, folks, the people, it was all about entertaining. That song we play at the first of this radio show, uh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Boy, talking about one of the goofiest guys in the world, Jerry Lewis was yeah, one that of the song great comedian. It gets pretty goofy. Yeah, if, if you, you listen yeah. to that song the whole way through, folks. But that's okay. So, and again, that's fine if you're just, you know, messing around and trying to have a little fun. But, what I'm noticing, Aaron, and uh, this whole retirement thing, <clears throat> excuse me, has gotten pretty serious because we have to quote a statistic. We've quoted this before. And let me explain, folks, why you are getting some really goofy advice uh, from people out there who are trying to do retirement planning. And that's the figure that we use of 10,000. So I'm always catching Aaron off guard. Okay, Aaron, what does 10,000 represent? I know we've used this figure before in the show. The number, uh, it's the bonus you're going to give me after the show, right? <laughs> Talk about Goofy. <laughs> Come on, 10,000. Um, the number of people turning 65. 65, yeah. Every year. Every year. So think about this, folks. You know, if we go back in time, uh, you know, we talked about the Frank Nichols and the coins and my brother Marty the drummer, Mark Davis, joining them in the late 70s. It's ironic. In the late 70s is when my granddad retired from Bell South. Now, things weren't as goofy back then. Here's why, Aaron, because in 1978, when he retired, he had what was called a pension, a very simple tool. He worked for his uh, employer, Bell South, all those years, and he retired with what he called mailbox money. He didn't have to plan to figure out what to do with his 401k. He didn't have to worry about taxes on that 401k. He wasn't in the stock market, so he didn't have to worry about the next stock market correction. Uh, granddad was in that generation that knew not to spend more than that money came in, right? There's a lot of advice now, and quite frankly, it's probably good advice coming from, I call them financial entertainers, people on the radio and TV. They're just trying to help people understand that you can't spend more than you make. Now, you know that, Aaron. I know you're pretty good with money, but... Did you realize a lot of people have to be taught that? Yes, that, a lot yeah. of people have to be taught Ta that. Yeah, Granddad, Because we live in the world of credit. <laughs> that's right. Granddad and his generation knew that. They didn't spend, if they didn't have the money, they didn't spend it. So if you go back to 1978, folks, the reason there was not a lot of goofy financial advice going on because people didn't need any. They weren't looking or searching, listen closely, for financial advice because they didn't need to. Retirement was really kind of still a new phenomenon. Uh, most people just kept working back there or, you know, back in those days. Or if you did retire, you had that pension provided by your employer. So you didn't really have to worry about planning for retirement. But that was then and this is now. The problem is um, you've got all these people. Did you know, uh, here, here you go, Aaron, I got an article. I had uh, my favorite son-in-law, Trey, and my favorite nephew, Wes, look up some articles. What profession 
Of course, you know where this is going. This profession is growing. Everybody and his brother seems to be a retirement planning specialist because all these people are retiring, right? 10,000 every year. All this money's in these 401k plans. There's a lot of money out there to be made by us financial advisors in the financial world. But do you know one of the fastest growing professions that's looking at getting into financial planning or retirement planning? What do you think it would be? Take a guess. I mean, some type of retirement specialist. Yeah, you would think so, but it's not. It's actually CPAs Mm, or certified public accountants. Now, folks, wait a minute. You know, I've I've got my own CPA, and that's all their prerogative. If CPAs, certified public accountants, want to do financial planning, that's fine. But basically, this article came out in U.S. News that says, should a certified public accountant do your financial planning? It's a great question. And what they're kind of asking themselves is, wait a minute, the certified financial planning business is actually losing numbers of, through attrition. A lot of accountants are basically getting older and retiring. Um, and so they're, wait a minute, going, wait a minute, why would they even be taking on financial planning? They've got enough to do just to keep up with tax laws. But because they have such credibility, uh, years ago they ranked like financial advisors versus CPAs. And I hate to say this, Aaron, because I'm a financial advisor. CPAs ranked well above financial advisors as far as trustworthiness, right? They just do. That profession is very trustworthy. So I guess some of them are saying, well, heck, people trust us, right? That's a big element. We'll just start off with retirement planning, which is fine, CPAs out there who are listening, if you understand retirement planning. My concern is insurance agents, many of them are out here uh, peddling annuities, don't understand retirement planning. A lot of these dinner seminar, financial dinner seminar hosts, uh, many of them, I see their work. Some of it come through my door later on. It's, it's pretty atrocious. Not all of them, but some of them, man, it's a pretty scary. Aaron, people will go out. They retire with these 401ks. They have a nice steak dinner. Usually it sounds like a lot of these people at these uh, dinner seminars are probably promising a lot more than they can deliver on. People buy products they don't understand. They come into me five years later. It happened yesterday and say, I have no idea what I've just bought. No game plan, no nothing. And then worst of all, as we'll see in a minute, are what I call the financial entertainers. Those people on radio and TV who may be well-intentioned and quite frankly may have some good ideas, but they don't have something we're going to be talking about when I come back that's very, very important. You stay tuned. I'm going to share with you the most important question you need to ask anybody, I don't care who they are, before ever taking financial advice. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you worked for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no-obligation appointment. Let us help you today. And you're listening again to the group, The Goofers, a famous group actually back in the 50s, one of Ed Sullivan's favorite groups. And uh, we're not goofing around, though, folks, when it comes to your money and uh, particularly your retirement. 
And today I want you to really listen closely. Hopefully you listen closely to the show all the time. Those folks of you that listen in Bowling Green and Bardstown and Lexington on WLAP over there in Lexington, my own stomping ground. But this is an important question. Before, you know, there's, we just, if you're just now joining us, we're talking about all of the people out there now giving financial advice, whether it's radio, TV. I mean, here I am, Aaron, right? I'm, I'm providing financial advice. Uh, the internet. I mean, it just goes on and on. Your best friend. Uh, I, I heard another uh, interesting one the other day, uh, Aaron. You know, we just talked about CPAs getting in the financial planning business. I had a person who's watched my TV show for years, came in to see me. We worked on an entire game plan. I mean, I put a lot of time into this. Gave them the game plan. They were very excited. And the person said, do you care if I talk to my brother-in-law? He's a CPA. And I said, absolutely. Let, call, have him call me if he has any questions. Well, guess what happened? Three or four days later, got a, got a phone call. Got a phone call and said, not interested. I said, what? Uh, my brother-in-law said not to do the plan. And I said, may I ask why? And she said, well, he just said he didn't like the plan. And I said, well, may I talk to him? No, uh, he, he doesn't want to talk he to you. He doesn't want to talk to you, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, wait a minute, you got to be kidding me. I've been done this 36 years. I've met with over 15,000 savers. Um, I've literally worked on over 4,000 game plans. And for somebody to be that closed-minded to not even look and understand what we're trying to share with this person who's retired, I got to believe either one, they really didn't understand what they were looking at and they didn't want to admit it, or they're what we call a financial know-it-all. And they just think they've got all the answers. So folks, here's what I've learned first of all. There is no one-size-fits-all out there. What you have to do is find an experienced advisor that you can relate to. Not all advisors are going to be working in the same areas. That's working in your best interest. That's what a fiduciary does by law. Now, so to, to explain something here that the, the most important question you got to ask somebody, I'm going to give you a scenario, Aaron. Okay, and I think this is really going to help you here. Okay, let's say uh, I was going to pick a 60-year-old. I know you're not 60, but I'll just pick on you if that's okay. Now, sure. I know you're a young, healthy man, but this could happen to you. Let's say... Uh, you're just you're just having some funny feelings around your chest, so you tell Jessica, Jessica, I think I better go to my family doctor and check this out. You with me so far? All right. All right. You go in there, check your blood pressure, starts doing some tests, and says, Aaron, you know I'm not a heart specialist, but something seems weird. I'm going to send you to a heart specialist. What are you probably going to do? Okay. Okay. Let's I'll go. go. Let's go. So you go to the heart specialist. He's doing all of his tests, putting you through the ringer, and he comes back and says, Aaron, I got bad news, partner. You've got some blocked. You got some blockage in your heart. I'm recommending that you go see a heart specialist that does surgery. You need heart surgery. That's pretty serious, isn't it? Okay. Okay. So you go to the heart surgeon. I mean, this could be life or death. They're getting ready to for get... any family members listening. I'm okay. I don't. I, let's <laughs> yeah. not have anybody calling me going. Tony, yeah. Oh, I know. He yeah. said you got to have surgery. You all yeah. right? It'll be on Facebook now. <laughs> Aaron Orander dies at the young age of. Okay. No, but uh, but he's going to cut you open. This is a big deal. Yeah. He or she's going to cut you open. Surely, I'm putting words in your mouth, surely you would want to know, here's the key word, folks, the person's credentials. Of course, yeah. I mean, and you assume if he's a heart surgeon, he's, he's been certified somewhere. And then the second question I hope you would ask this surgeon, you know, uh, sir, with all due respect, how many of these surgeries have you done? Now, if he says, this is my first one and I'm anxious about it, you're probably going to do, I don't know about this. My hands aren't that steady. Yeah, I'd be a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. 
Or if he says, well, Mr. Orander, rest assured, uh, you're going to be my 4,000th surgery of the same procedure. Are you going to be pretty worry-free going into this? I, mean, I fairly, would feel better, yeah. Feel better. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I know you're not going to be totally worry-free because it's a big deal. So in the medical profession, for the most part, there are certifications, there's experience, uh, there's knowledge, uh, there's a protocol that you go through, there's a bedside manner, there's working in the patient's best interest. But I hate to say this, you're not going to believe this, Aaron, in our world, the financial world, it's not. So, look, so you literally, let's, let's share how scary this is. And this is what I call the financial entertainers. And again, I'm not throwing everybody in this basket, but a lot of these people on radio and TV and the internet, listen closely, folks. If they do not sell securities or products. Now they can sell books all day long and make all kinds of money. Don't get me wrong. They can make all kinds of money selling books and giving advice that way, getting sponsors for their shows. But here's what's scary. If they do not offer advice for a fee, they are not accountable to anybody. They don't have to be certified. They don't have to be a fiduciary. So my question is in the medical field, you, that would be ludicrous to go have somebody cut your heart open but do you know how many people will accept financial advice from people who are not fiduciaries, who are not experienced and not trained? Don't know anything about retirement planning. So folks, this is a little bit of a scary world. So let's set the stage again if you're just now joining us. There's 10,000 people retiring each and every day or at least turning 65. There's more and more people who know that you've got these humongous, some of you have some really large 401ks and lump sum pensions. Or maybe some of you have received large inheritances. You know, this generation coming forward, I've said this for years, just watch it. They're going to start getting these large inheritances. Guess what I had in the office yesterday, Aaron? Somebody that came in and inherited $300,000 of an IRA from a parent. They're like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Let's you can give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's really goofy That's advice. goofy. That's really goofy, But hey, but that's all right. That's, uh, you, Get to know me first. And you were very you confident in your response. That's good. The main <laughs> thing, if you want to give goofy financial advice, is act very confident and act like you know more than the other person, you'll probably be fine. All right. So, yeah, but, I mean, this is happening. The financial world knows that people, for the first time in history, have large sums of money. See, my granddad had no money. It was on the pension, right? So nobody's chasing after granddad or driving down to Troy, Kentucky, or inviting him to a steak dinner. They're not even going to provide him every, John Every Silvers. month, he just got a check. He got a check. And that ran out, and that was it. That was it. Die, live Well, Die Broke, as I mentioned the book. By the way, folks, the book, uh, Live Well, Die Broke, it's, uh, it's done very well. If you'd like to pick up a copy and kind of look at a new way of looking at your money and enjoying it while you still can, I'd encourage you to pick up a copy of the Live Well, Die Broke, uh, Amazon bestseller. You can check it out at Amazon or any major bookseller. So it'll, it'll get into the philosophy of what we're talking about. So when I come back, I'm going to take this information and I'm actually going to share an actual question I got. So we're going to give an example of goofy advice coming from, we'll just call this person a financial entertainer. Uh, and back to that, did I cover that way before? Did I cover that enough? The understanding that somebody that does not give financial advice for a fee is not held accountable That's or right. does not have to be a fiduciary. They don't have to be a fiduciary. They don't have to work in your best interest. Right. That's so, why a lot of them might say, well, if I were you, I'd do this. Well, you're not me. <laughs> That's pretty good, Aaron. So when I return, uh, first of all, we're going to have a little introduction to my favorite son-in-law, Trey, to check in on him and see how he's doing at Tony Walker Financial, which he is a fiduciary as well, by the way. And then when I come back, I'm going to share an interesting question that I saw on the internet asked of a financial entertainer 
uh, and the response to it, and it involves long-term care insurance. The response of this financial entertainer really surprised me, and it revealed how very few people really understand how to look at retirement planning. You're listening to The Worry for Retirement. I'll be right back. And our Tony Walker employee spotlight is brightly shining on my favorite son-in-law, Mr. Trey Jurgens. Trey, good to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Trey, first of all, give everybody a little bit of background on your situation when you came to Tony Walker Financial, how long you've been here, and a little bit about your role, how it's changed over these past three years. Yeah, so I've been on board almost three years, which is hard to believe. It seems like just yesterday, but... I started with more of a marketing background, which is good in this business because we do all of our own marketing and that kind of blended itself into seeing more people. I started on the life insurance side of things. I've met with more and more of our clients and prospects and uh, lucky enough to pass my Series 65 here. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's yeah. cool. So I get to be a fellow fiduciary, which is a fun word to say, but even more important, I get to help more of our clients. So it's a, a cool thing to keep growing in my education. I've got a great teacher, but it's, uh, it's fun to see more people. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you don't mind speaking to that just a little bit, because I know when you got in this business, and you had really no clue what we did, but I think everybody has a perception. Oh, it's pretty easy. I mean, don't y'all just kind of sell annuities and put some money in investments, but how would you describe the retirement planning process and how we at Tony Walker Financial, how detailed that process is? Yeah, it's something special. I think that's when I understood or thought I understood what you did, I had kind of an idea until I saw what all goes on in the Bowling Green office, how much goes into our personalized game plans, the proprietary software you came up with. It is more than I ever imagined any business our size or any size could do. So just the, the what people think we do, they really have no idea. <laughs> That's a good, that good way to put it. Um, now that you're a fiduciary and you're starting to see more and more people, which incidentally you're doing a great job of that, I know that gives you confidence, but what would you tell the people out there that are saying, you know, Tony Walker, you know, can only see so many people. What would you say to the amount of work that I do, but also how you're starting to come into the fray, and then we've got Heather in the Bowling Green office, and how that bodes well for, I think, any of our clients and potential clients. Yeah, it all boils down to our efficient process and how much the Bowling Green office supports us in terms of doing a lot of the service work, but also allowing me and Heather to meet with some folks. I think they're comfortable in meeting with us. We're, we're knowledgeable. We're able to at least give them an answer and get them in a little bit more quickly and, and not delay them to get in and wait to see you possibly. So I think we're, we're able to see some more people and, and provide them comfort and confidence in, in meeting with us. And again, I know you know this, but obviously Heather being with me this long, now you a fiduciary, people sometimes ask, well, Tony, what happens if something happens to you? So I, it makes me proud to have you on board, have Heather, have this team that if something were to happen, eventually it will. I don't plan on retiring, but you never know that you're there, Heather's there, we've got a team. And I think, uh, I think people should be very confident in what we're doing. I think you would agree with that. I would hope so. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Trey, for all you do. And that we look forward to continuing to serving all these savers. Yep. Thank you. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am Tony Walker, and uh, our last segment here, we want to give an exact example of what I'm talking about with 
you know, it's fun to play goofy games and to have goofy times. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of fun. My wife the other day literally called me goofy. Guess what I was doing, Aaron? Playing with the grandkids. Are you hanging on a basketball goal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't want to tell that story with the with the cut lip, with the wrench slipped, and I knocked the ladder out from under me. Well, I bet you looked pretty goofy oh, when that happened. That's, that was humbling. <laughs> God's way of humbling you folks, or at least me, is put a tool in my hand and watch what happens. Um, but no, you know, the, the playing with the grandkids. I don't know if you're like this with your kids. To me, you almost have to get goofy to oh, get yeah. the, and they love it. Oh, yeah. I, and I love all that stuff. So, folks, I can be a little goofy, but again, when it comes to your money, we're not going to be goofy here. We're taking this serious. So, here was one of probably the goofiest things I've read recently because I do search the internet and I'm wanting to see what other people are giving advice on. I've got, I've got to know what these people are thinking or hearing, Aaron, when they come to see me. Does that make sense? I mean, yes. I got to know what they know. So, I'll paraphrase this again. We won't even refer to a he or she. We're not trying to shoot the messenger, folks. We're trying to shoot the message and why a lot of these financial know-it-alls are really delving into areas they don't understand, which is retirement planning. It's a field in and of itself. So, the question went something like this. Uh, Dear so-and-so, they were asking this financial entertainer a question. Basically, I'm 60 years of age and should I purchase long-term care insurance? Now, that's a legitimate question. Now, a retirement specialist, uh, if you called and asked me that question live, you know, we have live webinars, by the way, all the time, folks. If you want to register for one of our live webinars, just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on the educational opportunities. We've got one coming up soon. But on a live webinar, we take questions live. And over the years, remember, Aaron, where I met you is with a large TV station years ago. Remember, I had live questions on air on TV. Boy, that was scary. And you know what? I really learned immediately, right up front, if somebody asked me a question that I knew I probably shouldn't answer, I'd always say, let me get back to you, or that question is going to require a lot more analysis, and I would skip it on purpose. You know why I did that? Because you need to research and find out the correct answer. For that person. Yeah. Yeah. You, you See, what's happening, folks, is everybody's given blanket statements for everything, and nobody does that in any other field but finance. Can you imagine if somebody said, well, my heart's been hurting, Doc, or let's say it's call-in radio show for a doctor. And the doctor says, well, you need heart surgery, obviously. If you've got a, if your heart's out of, I mean, it'd be ludicrous. You'd say, no, go see a specialist, check it out, and then determine. But that's not what this financial... Or if you were to say something like, you need to put 40% into, you know, whatever product. Well, 40% to somebody making 50,000 a year is a little different than 40% to somebody that's making 400,000 a year. Good, good point. Yeah, money, that's a good point here. It's all so different for different people. And so when I see goofy advice like you're going to see on this one, it's pretty crazy. So basically here was the person's response, and I'll paraphrase it, the financial entertainer. Basically, since it's obvious to this, they said, since it, or it's apparent, you could have to go in a nursing home for up to 20 years well, first of all, when I saw that, I went, what in the world? 20 yeah, years? If I'm, Do you in, know a, if I'm in a nursing, nursing home for 20 years, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, take me take me out to the shed and oh yeah, <laughs> tell me to look at the skyline or something and just, yeah, take care of me. <laughs> now, and this is, a, an, a, this is a financial entertainer. I've listened to this person a few times who basically always says you can self-insure. Don't ever buy insurance. It's a waste of money. When you get in retirement, why would you need insurance? And this person went on to say, because you could be in a nursing home for 20 years and most people don't have that kind of money, which I would agree. If you're in a nursing home at eight grand or 10 grand a month, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. I mean, that's, that's over $2 million. Most people don't have $2 million. So if we just stop there, I would agree with the financial entertainer. But yeah, that's ridiculous. So first of all, we did a lot of research. 
Do you know that now different articles and different research come at different angles, but this is pretty close. They're all pretty consistent. What do you want to guess the average stay of a nursing home is for an adult male? You go into a nursing home, do you think it's close to 20 years or a lot no, less? No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a fourth of that. I think it's probably three years. I'll say three years. That's a good guess. Well, I, I used to tell people two to three years just to be on the safe side. The average stay is around the median, the median that is, it's not technically average, it's median, but three months. That's it. Three months? Three months. Eight months for women. Wow. And you got to remember something, this, fi- this long-term care insurance ain't cheap. Now, we sell long-term care insurance, folks. My favorite son-in-law, Trey, will be happy to get you quotes. But the point is, if you're going to spend, in this case, we ran a quote on these two 60-year-olds, over 4000 a year, and the chances of using that stuff are slim to none. And, but you're going to listen to an advisor tell you to probably buy it, which is what he ended up telling them to do, a, f- a financial entertainer, not a fiduciary. So everybody's probably going to run out and buy it if they hang on to every word of this financial entertainer. So my point is, folks, what we're trying to say here, you don't, it's okay to listen to other people and get advice. That's what we're doing on this show. See, see if what I say makes sense to you, if it resonates, if you think we, you could visualize us working together. That's great. But don't ever give any money to anybody or follow any advice before first finding out, number one, their credentials, and number two, their experience in the retirement planning field. And at Tony Walker Financial, we are experienced retirement planning specialists with over 36 years in this business, over 2,500 clients, and meeting with thousands of savers. I would like the opportunity to meet you too. So if you're retired or retiring soon, if you're a saver, if you're more concerned about the return of your money than on it, why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com right now and let's have a meeting over the phone or in person. There's absolutely no cost or obligation to do so. TonyWalkerFinancial.com. I'm Tony Walker and I'll look forward to talking to you next week. But between now and then, you remember if all else fails, you be worry-free. You don't get it. Shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.